1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with...
2: Mella, Lacey,
1: and Rashawn. How is everyone? What have you been up to? What are you watching?
0: Y'all, Yo, we just watched Bad Trip. Bad have you trip? seen this?
1: Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> it is so funny. It's on Netflix. It's with Lil Ray. And what's oh, the shit. guy's name? Rashawn? Eric
3: Andre. Oh shit! What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so interested. It's, his, it's Eric Andre's film, I think. Right. I believe. So it's weird as fuck.
0: It's not weird. I'm telling people it's like a mix of Jackass and Dumb and Dumber. So like not bro, weird and, and like yeah, and Borat. So it's that type of humor. So if you don't think Borat's funny or Jackass or any of that, maybe skip this one. But bitch, <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do have you ever seen the Eric Andre
3: show?
0: Mm-mm, no. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'll like it. It's funny. Great. Yeah.
3: It's they take the pranks and they string it together and and make a narrative. Tiffany Haddish is in it. It's oh, really shit. funny. It's yeah, i really, never heard really of funny. this. Very interested. Just hit Netflix. I think.
1: Oh, uh, I've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Episode three dropped as of this recording. It's awesome. It's more my vibe than WandaVision. I know most people enjoy WandaVision more, but I'm enjoying this more because Sebastian Stan can do no wrong. Everybody else is great <laughs> too, but I'm a
3: Sebastian Stan Stan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody's just smiling on the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: so I don't good. Give a no, it's, he's it's he's good. good in it too. He's no, really I've, good. I, yeah,
3: I've, I've seen the pilot. I'm going to keep going. Before you yell at me, I promise. That's all I have to say. The, the
1: action I, is I feel unreal. the same
2: way, Rashawn. I am like, I, I'll watch it and I'm happy to watch it, but I miss WandaVision. Oh, I didn't say that, vibe.
1: Lacey. I know
2: you didn't, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, Rashawn.
1: The choreography is unreal, as is all of the Captain America joints. In- oh, it's a musical? Ah. Uh, <laughs>
2: We also um, just watched Minari. We did all of
1: our best pictures now. We've, we've the best picture nominees.
2: Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really touching film. I think it's a f- really funny movie, um, which you are not expecting when you watch it, but it's very funny, very sad. It's inspiring. It breaks your heart and then is completely uplifting. It's it's a really gorgeous film. I highly recommend everyone see it.
1: Something else I watched. The trailer for Space Jam 2 New Legacy just came out. Yes. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Wasn't that your like
2: most anticipated movie or most excited about movie Mm -hmm. Josh?
1: No, it was the one I was most nervous for.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Let me tell you. No, I'm so excited, (laughs) dude. Oh, I'm so ready. It's coming out in July. I've already got both of my microchips in, so I'm ready to go back to theaters in July and see it because you know goddamn well I'm seeing that thing in a the theater.
0: I'll be ready, too. Sure. Let's, Let's do,
3: do it.
1: it. <laughs> I'm going to drag your ass to the theater.
2: That's going to be a group viewing. I mean, we have to see that as a, as a four. What's, what's the equivalent of a group of four? A foursome? Foursome? An, An orgy. The- <laughs> anyway, why did you?
3: <laughs> More than three. It's group sex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she set that one up.
3: Rashan, yeah.
1: I also watched the Snyder cut.
0: Oh my oh. goodness. Did yeah. You by yourself? No, Lacy.
1: I'm not going to subject her to that. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got out of it.
3: <laughs> because you and I get to do a little fun thing. Yes, you and I, Josh, got to go on a show called "Show Me the Meaning." a podcast hosted by Austin Hayden and one of my best friends, Raymond Creamer. And we got to talk about the Snyder Cut. And goodbye. (laughs) All opinions are going to be withheld from this platform. So
1: if you want to know what we thought, go check out Show Me the Meaning.
0: Is the podcast also four hours long?
1: (laughs) (laughs) If only. All right, y'all. That's enough. What are we fighting about today?
3: Joshua Vetter. We watched the main event of the season. I don't know what season but the season. King Kong. Wait. Godzilla no, versus no. King Kong. Ding, ding. <laughs> I don't want
1: to slow you down. You're on a roll, but it's just Godzilla versus Kong.
2: This is why I didn't uh, want the to The matchup of a century.
3: Godzilla does Dallas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: out there and he's hurting people and we don't
3: know why yeah.
0: there's something provoking him that we're not seeing here
3: i'm of the same opinion
0: the myths are real yeah. Yeah.
1: there
3: was a war and they're the last ones standing
1: i can't reach it for greatness because i'm built from it
3: who
0: bows the who
1: nobody stop me bows to no one. Godzilla versus Kong is a 2021 action epic. L- what else do you need to know? It's Godzilla versus King Kong. We'll get more into the deep synopsis later, but the elevator pitch? It's Godzilla versus King Kong bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this movie stars Alexander Skarsgard, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, Sean Aguri, Isaac Gonzalez. Julian Dennison, Lance Reddick for like 30 seconds, Kyle Chandler, the list goes on. It's a blockbuster. This is the fourth movie in the MonsterVerse trilogy that WB has established. It's got linking plot lines from all the previous movies, Hollow Earth, Alpha Titans, which is what Godzilla and Kong and Ghidorah and Mothra and all those are, Titans, how they establish dominance, what that means for us as humans on Earth and how it affects our day-to-day and their day-to-day. Y'all, this was a a risk. This was a calculated risk. Because (laughs) I said I wanted to host this episode before it came out. (laughs) Before I knew at all, because they were pretty tight-lipped in terms of critiques, too. I'm here for it. I fuck with it. My brain was OFF off for two hours, and I loved every second of it. It w- it's a popcorn movie to its core. There is some heart. There is some plot. But in the end, Rebecca Hall is fantastic. But if you're coming to this movie for Rebecca Hall, you, you wasted your money. <laughs> you come to this movie to watch two CGI fuckboys beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> Don't call them fuckboys. They're not. Maybe Godzilla. is.
0: Godzilla right? might be.
1: Yeah, con- fuckboys with a Y with then, the not lies. an I. So... beat the shit out of each other and if that's what you're coming for which it should be that's what you got in the most uh, way it like I'm sad that I saw this on TV on HBO Max because obviously I would have loved to see this on a fucking IMAX but it Mm -hmm. still worked turn all the lights off put it on your biggest screen you have if you watch this on a computer your mom's a hoe (laughs) I said what I said (laughs) he doesn't mean that I kind of do
2: no Josh
1: What? watch Godzilla vs. Kong on
3: a bigger
2: go to your friend's go house go to your friend's shit. house watch it on your phone what?
3: watch it on your iPod <laughs> rent a projector
2: <laughs> listen to it as a podcast listen
3: to this
1: episode like- wait <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's a lot of things that I know will get picked apart that even I could pick apart but I don't give a fuck I had the best time. The fights were exactly what I wanted. The action was exactly what I wanted. It did keep me guessing a little bit as to the outcome.
0: Outcome as far as who's going to win or the, just the ending?
1: The ending. So before we get into too deep a spoiler territory, the floor is now open.
0: So I've never seen any Godzilla, King Kong, Kong, So whatever. this must have been Nothing. brutally
1: confusing for you.
0: No, that's what I was going to start wow. out with. I wasn't confused. In the slightest. Not even
1: with the Hollow Earth stuff?
0: Not even. My. I know I was very impressed. Cause your girl gets confused. And Rashawn, <laughs> well, you kinda gave me like a small little synopsis over the group text. But I was thinking about like even if you hadn't, I wouldn't have felt lost. Yeah. Cause they do they they talk about it in enough where it's not too much where I didn't feel spoon fed, but enough where I was like, okay, but they're tight ends. Yeah, I mean okay. m-
1: action movies like this are either CGI action or exposition. And I don't mean that as a dig. Yeah. It's just kind of what they are. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: Um And I fucked with it. Yo yeah! <laughs> I had it did. Um sure, there could be little things I picked apart, but like an overall Thing. i feel like i liked it it's like like you said super blockbuster popcorn the whole family can watch it i honest people were asking me before godzilla versus kong who are you what team are you on and i was like i don't know i don't i've never seen anything but kong all the way bitch he's the Thank sweetest that,
1: before we keep going before you watch did Lacey or sean did you guys have a side godzilla <sighs> fuck you Lacey?
2: 100% King Kong. 100% okay. King Kong.
1: Continue. That was before we watched. But yes, Melly, you're correct. God, why did Kong, they drop sweetest. Why did they
2: drop the
0: king? I feel like I want to call him king versus actual Kong.
1: That's like his title. His name is Kong.
0: Oh. Okay. That makes sense. That's so why
1: Rebecca Hall just called him Kong the whole time because she's tight with him.
0: It gave me Planet of the Apes Caesar vibes. But... Extra big.
1: Yeah, they made him real smart.
2: Mhm. I liked that though. Oh, me too. Yeah. I liked that.
1: What else did you like about it, Lacey?
2: Listen, this is not a Lacey movie. This is no, <laughs> never something I would pick to put on. No. I would probably never pick to put it on again. But I had a good time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There, like you said, Josh, like, there's plenty in this movie that I will have a fun time picking apart as the episode goes on or making fun of. But it, this is a popcorn movie, like you've said. Like, this is totally just turn your brain off, watch some big CGI monsters, duke it out, watch some really p- pretty celebrities acting their hearts out and having a great time
3: passionate a check <laughs> baby <laughs>
2: um you know it's i i had a good enough time i'm not gonna you know i had a good time
3: and now rashaun <laughs> oh hey guys oh hey. hey godzilla versus it's king kong in my title godzilla versus <laughs> king kong i watched the unrated version <laughs> and that's <King> <laughs> Um, I had the best time.
1: Yeah, yeah! <laughs> no. come, on, come on, baby. Look at us.
3: Having said that, oh, this starting point from here on out is my villain origin story <laughs> because I got straight up jumped last week. Yeah, correct. For bringing a popcorn movie to the pod. What was it again? I don't even remember. It sucked. Charlie's Angels. It was turned. bad. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have a good time. We're just some of the punches thrown my way. Mela, less so. I saw you raise your hand. And now that I'm out of intensive care and I'm back, <laughs> watch out, you guys, for the rest of the podcast.
2: <laughs> Listen, I was just getting some jabs in where I could, Rashawn.
3: Well, I broke a rib. Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would just, real quick, I know you were, like, defending me, but I do have to say that I understood the plot in Godzilla vs. Kong a lot more than I did in Charlie's Angels. I
2: had only seen Skull Island as far as all of these monster movies go. I had not seen anything else and I knew exactly what was happening for the full almost two hours of this movie.
3: Great. I just want people to know when I turn on you all, (laughs) why. (laughs) So thank you for making that clear.
2: You're
1: welcome.
3: I had a great time. Godzilla vs. Kong, A+. plus.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. With movies like this, this could be a discussion when it comes to, like, the original Justice League versus the Avengers or those kind of superhero movies. It's not about the set pieces. It's not about the action. Charlie's Angels has some fun, goofy, albeit almost distractingly unrealistic action. I, I can hear it. Look, I know you're rolling your eyes because unrealistic in Godzilla. <laughs> take it. Hold
3: on. I'll take you there, Papa. Just wait a second. I don't want to go. <laughs> Continue. I'm listening. I love you.
1: It's not about the meat. It's about the buns, right? No. Godzilla mm. vs Kong, unlike Kong himself, has some really good buns.
3: Who eats sandwiches for the buns?
0: Me, bitch. Are they the Hawaiian buns? Because those are good as fuck.
2: You got to have some asiago, some jalapeños, some parmesan.
3: So you're you're telling me you'll eat anything as long as no. I give it to you on a pretzel bun.
1: I'm telling you, ooh, pretzel buns are so good, dude.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, so great. I just took a poop on <laughs> it. Eat it.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're getting away from the point.
1: Let me let me reverse it. So let's say you got this glazed honey chicken breast, right? Yeah. With a nice layer of A cheese, (laughs) bacon. This is so wrong.
3: Listen. I think you're terrible at analogies sometimes, Josh. Listen. I'll take you there. Mel is with me. Mel.
1: Yeah, I'm
0: I'm like. "Mm."
1: So I have two identical (laughs) glazed chicken breasts, right? Yeah. I give you one on a toasted pretzel roll that's been buttered. It's got a little cheese, just like crusted on the top. It's like it's crunchy on the outside, but it's soft and doughy on the inside. Yeah. Or, I give you one on week-old Subway white bread. Boo!
3: But neither what, of like- those are why you get the sandwich. You got the sandwich because of the glazed honey breast. What did you say? The thighs? The leg?
0: <laughs> Wait. So what? Um, I got lost in this. Um. <laughs> food porn
3: so look the meat (laughs) the sandwich is lucy Lou, cameron d and my girl drew the sandwich is godzilla versus kong the bread is the plot we don't care that much about the plot for either one but when it comes
1: to sandwiches everyone's got cold cuts in their fridge back when subway wasn't a hellscape people would go to subway because
3: they had yummy smelling tasty bread they still do i watched so, them make a little garlic bread in front of me <laughs> you guys yes. so so you can get a
1: sandwich for the bread
3: <laughs> but you don't but you, you don't can, let's get the spoilers we're, i don't know I
1: mean. so, this is
2: going on so long and no one, no one gets it
3: i get it if y'all are with us on episode 42 i get whatever. it this, this, is, my... Oh my this is the foolishness you signed up for <laughs>
2: Before this tale, bloody revenge, reaches its climax, I have a few unanswered questions. It's our little secret.
0: My girlfriend already seen the movie. She said they don't even say together in the end.
1: So I told everybody I knew this. If I was going to have it spoiled, then I was going to make sure everyone else knew too. In the big original trailer that was so good, you can see Mechagodzilla in the trailer for like half a second. If you catch it, you catch it, and I caught it, and I made sure to tell everyone I know. So everyone. this wasn't as you really were
3: you were everyone. a terrorist. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I told everyone. But name the last. This is rhetorical because I don't want to fall down another rabbit hole. But name the last like versus movie where the two titular characters didn't team up for a, a bigger threat. Batman versus
3: Superman plus more. <laughs> the list goes on. Freddy versus Jason, which I will be bringing to the podcast.
2: Bet. Oh boy.
3: But they don't they don't team up against a uh, bigger Tech. They fight each other
1: Well, time. good for
2: them.
3: So, you
1: asked, bitch. <laughs> that being said, did, what do we think about that end? Did you want a definitive Kong or Godzilla winner? or were were
3: you happy with Mecha Godzilla becoming the villain and them and them parting ways I feel like we got a winner we got a definitive end to the fight at least in my opinion and then Mechagodzilla... Let me guess Godzilla I mean he
1: yeah he won
3: but and then once the fight is over Mecha Godzilla shows up but I I thought the fight was pretty cut and dry so here's the question then
1: Yeah Godzilla, maybe could be argued. Even as a Kong fan myself, Godzilla probably beat Kong. That
3: seemed pretty, pretty done. I think you can take the probably out.
2: (laughs) Okay, but the stakes were not in Kong's favor for that fight.
3: Yeah, he
1: hadn't eaten in like two weeks. He's been
0: in and out. Chest was scratched up. Hollow
1: Earth. Yeah, all scratched up. He's getting sent to Hollow Earth. Getting sent back. He's fighting like he's been.
2: He hasn't slept. He almost drowned.
1: He got jumped on the ocean, but after he got a little rest, got a little defib action, he beat Godzilla almost single-handedly, and he saved the earth. Aww. He had an axe in his hand. So Godzilla's got a tail on his ass. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh,
3: I think you're just like we can we can accept that we love Kong and still say that Kong lost. He lost. He lost to, the fight. He lost to Godzilla,
1: but I would argue. That Godzilla lost to Mechagodzilla and Kong beat Mechagodzilla. So, who's the real winner? I don't
2: know. Uh, us, us. Yeah. Forgetting to watch it. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown.
1: <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a feeling I'll jump in front of the train here that the human portion, specifically possibly the Millie Bobby Brown portion of this movie, is where some people have some issues. Yes, yeah, me. <laughs> Mella?
0: I feel like I was really invested in the storyline with Rebecca Hall and Alexander and little cutest girl on the planet. And then I literally would forget any time we would go to the plot B. I don't know. It's not that they were bad. I mean, Brian Tyree Henry's in there and he's amazing, but it just felt like it could have just been another movie. I didn't need it. Meh. It was meh.
2: It literally felt like that whole subplot with them, as much as I enjoyed Millie Bobby Brown and Brian Tyree Henry's performances in it, it felt like that was just a vehicle for that final mishap with Mechagodzilla. It just put them in that spot so that what's his butt, Julian Dennison who played the, the kid, the other kid, Josh, Yeah, was there to pour the liquid on the mechanism to short-circuit yeah. Godzilla. I was like, like,
0: oh, all it took was a spilled drink to shut this
2: motherfucker down?
1: A little juice. And, Damn.
2: like, I understand if you've watched the rest of it, because I know Millie Bobby Brown's storyline in the previous Godzilla was really big with Vera Farmiga and with what's his name? Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler, like, I know that storyline was very significant, so they were obviously trying to interweave it into this, but I didn't Didn't need need it. it.
1: Yeah, this is the one problem with agreeing to host an episode before I've seen the movie. You could have taken out that whole subplot. Mm -hmm. For me, Rebecca Hall, her arc, I loved it. I thought it was great. She and that little girl were perfect. They had the right tone. Mm -hmm. The stakes were there. The heart was there. There was a lot of heart. And I think the Godzilla subplot, we'll call it, was missing some heart, and which is unfortunate because in Godzilla King of the Monsters, that's what it had. It, Millie Bobby Brown kind of saved the day because she cared in Godzilla King of the Monsters. She kind of... Vera Farmiga and Kyle Chandler, as her parents in King of the Monsters, were very like totalitarian views of like, this is how you save the Earth, or no, we have to kill all the Titans. And it was Millie Bobby Brown who lent it some humanity and in this one it just kind of seems like let's just throw all our jokes at these three
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's nothing any of them did it just didn't quite fit for me it the pacing stumbled a little bit when they showed up but i will say millie bobby brown does a great american dialect if nothing else well done for <laughs> sean
3: i i liked it <laughs> I'm, i swear okay. i'm not just being contrarian um <laughs> The plot that plot. Uh, yeah I didn't mind it I think here's why I say that is because I think if you get to that moment in the end with Mecha Godzilla and you just have a random um what's the company called monarch with or it, apex monarch if you just have a random monarch employee spill soda on it it doesn't feel earned but the fact that we got the backstory with his wife passing away and he had this kind of Chekhov's Flask <laughs> in his vest and I was I turned and I told Mel I was like well he's going to die and he's going to take one last sip mm-hmm. and he's going to die heroically for Kong or Godzilla and then you get to the end and they kind of subvert that trope where someone tragically heroically dies and it's just a mishap that shuts mecha godzilla down and I had I had fun when they were in the tunnel and they were traveling at like 600 miles an hour So I don't know, I I think both of those human storylines are kind of on the same level for me, where I enjoy every single person on screen, they're charismatic, they're stars and they just got me to the next scene of Godzilla and Kong. So I I didn't I kind of liked it, actually.
1: I guess for me Monarch was, well it was Apex Apex was the the company that made Mecha Godzilla. So I guess for me It felt like Monarch was just kind of pushed aside. It was this company that's been at the forefront of this Monsters universe this entire time with Godzilla and with Kong. And then suddenly they just kind of turned into an offshoot of FEMA. Mm. They had a Monarch uh, camp for survivors when Florida got attacked. and like Kyle Chandler was barely in it. Mm. It just kind of felt I was forced to learn so much about Apex that Monarch was just kind of forgotten about and it seemed a little off. I don't know. That might have been just me coming from me having watched King of the Monsters the day before, and it being fresh in my head. Maybe it wasn't as big of a deal as I remember. But
0: I mean, I haven't seen any of them before, and I felt like it wasn't, it wasn't balanced.
1: Yeah. Did, did, does
3: Monarch mean anything to you?
0: Mm, no. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's the
3: same. I feel like we we'll, we always go back to Marvel, but it's the same way that when you get to Endgame. Does Shield mean anything to you, really? That's true. That's a good right. point. You know, I think Monarch served its purpose in King of Monsters because we needed Mothra and and Rodan and all the monsters, and they were kind of the the way to get vehicle, the vehicle for the monsters. And then in the beginning, we get the that Kong is at a Monarch outpost. So I don't I don't know if it needed to be balanced because we got. They, it served its purpose in the previous movie, and now it's all about Apex. and
1: I want the class's opinion on the Mecha Godzilla operating system
2: <laughs>
1: In terms of Kidora's DNA getting supercharged, it gaining sentience, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Here's what I will say about all of that. I feel like we got to Mecha Godzilla too late in the movie Mm -hmm. we got to mecha godzilla too late and then it was resolved too quickly it did not feel like a big threat to me by the end of it like i was more invested in the kong v godzilla storyline it didn't quite hit for me i just didn't care quite Mm as much because other than the idea being we have one apex predator to to rule them all and then we can protect humanity and be in charge of everything i don't know it just was some super villain shit <laughs> that, like when everything else is so rooted in humanity as it had been throughout the whole movie it just didn't work for me
1: pacing wise and timing wise i can definitely see that but would you remove mechagodzilla entirely no or, or have it a, as have it as a threat that's looming like from the beginning
2: yeah i think so for me there didn't there was no danger It was just these two titans who have been, in one way or another, in charge of humanity, a threat to humanity at, you know, whatever intervals. And it was just like, well, who's going to be on top this time? There was no threat of danger, I guess.
1: That is the one issue I think that, as a whole, in terms of, like, tonally and and focus, that Not only this movie, but movies like this maybe sometimes struggle with is when these set pieces revolve around these two titans destroying half of a city. It's hard to showcase the danger and the threat because the body count in this movie is probably in the thousands, if not tens of thousands.
2: The amount of civilian casualties in this movie is astronomical.
1: That's why I think the best in terms of the fight scenes, I think the carrier ship scene knocked it out of the park because it felt dangerous and you saw inside the ship when that ship got flipped over when Kong mm-hmm. tipped it over you saw the passengers inside drowning alive and you saw how Kong fixed it but once you hit that city and they're just taking out skyscrapers left and right the stakes shift in a weird way that really ungrounds it and i think and that that whole final act with the city with mecha godzilla all kind of play into that where it's kind of hard to find those the true danger there when you're showing your two main characters leveling skyscrapers
3: but are the stakes i don't i don't think the stakes should ever be and i don't think they are ever with the humans as as terrible of that as that is to say because i know the body count is super high but i think the stakes are whether or not the stakes are with kong yeah you know and we in his survival so i think Yes, they're leveling a city and there are people in the city, but I don't think I don't want to speak for the movie. But what I got from the movie is that the, it's not concerned with the people down below.
1: For sure. That's what I got to. I think I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head, which perfect transition to my next question. To me, it felt like the same way that maybe again, Marvel, sorry, Civil War is technically a Captain America movie. It felt like Godzilla versus Kong is kind of technically a King Kong movie and that mm-hmm. it felt like we were meant to care way more about Kong than Godzilla. Godzilla almost felt like an antagonist at one
3: point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
3: I I mean, yeah, for sure. I also think he he's had two movies and we've kind of been with Godzilla Kong. for Godzilla but Kong, Kong hasn't didn't get as much development mm-hmm. in Skull Island he got a lot he got a little yeah. bit but not a lot so it's kind of a continuation of that where we we are with him for a little bit longer whereas we know Godzilla up until this point
1: in King of the Monsters they do a good job and two, they reiterate it here especially at the beginning that Godzilla was humanity's protector he was he was looking out for us but then again they also open with Godzilla seemingly attacking Innocence. so
2: well and then that whole fight is like I feel like that whole fight on the ships just paints Godzilla as the antagonist, as the bad guy.
1: It's just it's hard to show a fight where one is chained to a ship and can't breathe underwater on an ocean where the other one is constantly attacking from the ocean and can breathe underwater. It, a, a fight that one sided, it's hard not to feel sympathy for one of the two characters.
2: Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the point, like maybe the point was we're supposed to think, you know, Godzilla has turned or something, you know, whatever. But that just brings me back to what I said before is like, if we wanted this kind of balanced fight between the two and like for the audience to care about both equally, having that centralized antagonist villain, I think would have helped
0: Mm
2: -hmm. equalize it, I guess.
1: I think all the fight scenes in the sea, in the city, kind of show that maybe, yeah, Godzilla does deserve to be the alpha on Earth. And then you get to Hollow Earth, and it's just, like they said earlier in the film, Hollow Earth is just one big skull island. They're kind of planting the seed in your head that, like, this, this is where Kong is supposed to be. Kong belongs in Hollow Earth. Godzilla belongs on Earth. Earth has way more water. He clearly does better in the cities, apparently. Kong belongs with the wilderness and the trees where he can run free. And I think they're planting that seed in their head early that, like, that, no, they're going to split off and it's going to be okay. Once we get to Hollow Earth, you'll see this is where Kong belongs.
0: I feel like Kong is just trying to do him. He's not, like, trying to protect
1: he doesn't want to be this alpha protector. He just wants to vibe.
0: <laughs> he just wants to vibe. He just wants to be running around in the rainforest, find a family, settle down. He's not trying to fight.
1: Yeah, which I think is perfect for him. I'm glad he got Hollow Earth, because he can just vibe down there. <laughs> drink some brains of some spider bats, Easy. snake bats, whatever the fuck. What? It, so let's get to the, the the glazed chicken of the story. Yeah, of course we love a good callback did we enjoy the fights did we enjoy the cgi i
0: i did i liked it usually i get a little like it's ah, too much in action movies where they just keep going but i feel like i was like oh shit like i was reacting with each swing and everything like it's, i really liked the one on the sea i thought that was really good um
1: Way better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I felt like there wasn't so much of it. I went into this thinking that it's just going to be fight after fight after fight. And I feel like there was mostly just like two big ones.
1: The Mechagodzilla fight, I don't, I don't know how else to describe this. So I'm going to describe it this way. People who get it will get it. People who won't, like you three bullies, may laugh at us, but that's okay. The Mechagodzilla fight was just dripping with anime energy it the way it played out the moves the the staccato of the fight into the dip into the emotional end it was just an anime fight and i i i I ate every second of it dude
2: here's the thing too much cgi normally for me i'll just kind of check out especially in action because you all know i get motion sickness i get carsick. I just, I don't like most video games because it's too much to look at on the screen. Mm -hmm. So I feel that way a lot about CGI action fights. But what I really appreciated about all of the CGI action and not is it was so beautifully detailed. Like these animators are top here i mean everything from reflections from godzilla's whatever comes out of his mouth expecto patronum you know (laughs) you know kong's hair the shadows on kong's Mm -hmm. hair the shadow on kong's hair as he's on the boat and it's when cgi has done like that i'm Mm -hmm. in i'm in for it and it was specific and it i think the reason all of the action sequences worked as well as they did is because we were so connected to Kong from the first frame of the movie that the first time we see him we know we're on this ride with him so the whole and he's in danger for most of the fights he's he's on the losing side of most of the fights for this movie so that ups the ante as far as my investment and in what's going on in the screen is because I care about who's who's winning. I care about Kong.
1: To your point, Mello, we are introduced to Kong while he's vibing. He's just sitting. <laughs> he's sleeping. He's taking a snooze. Taking
0: a shower in the waterfall.
1: We're introduced to Godzilla leveling a city. and We're introduced to Kong right. hanging the fuck out, dude.
0: Chilling with his little... His little friends just trying to hang. I was going to say, I really appreciate the pacing and the timing of this movie. Y'all know after that two hour mark, I started getting a little antsy.
1: (laughs) I fully expected this movie to be like 2.30. When we turned it on and it was under two, I was like, holy shit.
0: I made a cup of coffee at 9pm.
1: Expecting like a, a whole thing
0: yeah and i i like that we jump in and it just keeps going they don't like stop and explain like how you're saying that like the exposition and all that they don't stop to explain it and then you're just like okay where's the fighting at it's just like okay we're we're explaining and then some shit's gonna happen and i feel like it was constantly moving the whole hour and 53 minutes
2: yeah say the line josh
1: All gas, no brakes, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The thing with the CGI fighting that is so good, compare it to your Mission Impossible, your action movies with humans, that you'll get a lot of fast punches and kind of the whole thing is about movement that you can't quite see. It's like, oh, these guys are experts at fighting. They're doing shit I can't really comprehend. He just flipped a dude. Cool, cool, cool. But in in these fights, there were maybe four or five hits landed max. It was Kong doing a, a sweeping haymaker, mm-hmm. Godzilla smacking him with his tail and then blasting him with his atomic breath. Like it was they were not doing a lot of swings, which I think was correct because you saw the weight of the Titans with each swing they did, which I think mm-hmm. made it that much better. I agree. I don't it feels like there haven't been a lot of grievances aired and it's almost I know game time and I I don't I, Rashawn, I don't want I don't I want you just get it off your chest. <laughs>
3: What do we think? <laughs> the one thing you guys had a grievance with, I actually liked. What do you mean? Well, what did you have a grievance with?
1: What did what 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 doesn't land? Honestly,
3: a hundred percent nothing. I and I I credit a lot of that to Adam Wingard. I just think he's such a dope ass director, man. Mm-hmm. I I've loved all his movies, and I think he gets a lot of what you guys are saying. He he just gets where to place. These two, he knows that he's dealing with two icons, and he knows stakes, and he knows his he knows his way around uh, a set piece. He knows to put Kong at a disadvantage because we're sympathizing with Kong, and I I just think, like you said, the hangar sequence. I think the scene at the end in Hong Kong, he's just he handles this like a pro, and I I can't really think of anything that I don't like. Honestly, I thought of something go
1: me personally. I don't care about Maya, the director's daughter that went with him to hollow earth that, that to me is an action movie trope that can go the, the underling to the director, whether it's number two daughter, son, whatever, who is just there to, as she said herself, babysit and then stab the protagonist in the back at the beginning of the final act. You knew she was gonna betray them. You knew she was gonna do something bad. It was fucking awesome that they ate shit and died. That was great.
3: But Yeah, um, I think even then that he knows that he's dealing with a trope and he the way he deals with it and yeah. the way he has Kong just <laughs> crush them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, like, he's pretty aware of what, what she does.
0: Crush him out, dude. He crushes it like a chip.
3: And then like shakes shakes his hand.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right.
3: His shoulder pop?
0: Oh, yeah. what
3: the fuck, dude. So dope. Kong really said it's lethal weapon time, baby. Said, "Let me get this shoulder back in place before I handle
0: my business." <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> cool.
3: This is a perfect example of a movie
1: where if you put it up to a, a maybe more like talk about early in the episode Minari. Maybe Minari's a better film, but Godzilla versus kong knows exactly what this movie is there's Mm -hmm. no hesitation on what the tone is what the pace is they don't try to be anything else they know they are a summer blockbuster movie Mm -hmm. and because of that it's a discussion we've had to like comedies in the oscars versus oscar bait movies when movies know exactly what they are and don't try to be anything else that's when you get the best experience and i think kong godzilla versus kong knows exactly what it is. I said that last week.
0: but
3: <laughs> Did you I forgot. I sorry.
1: It's no, just... I'm
0: bitter. <laughs> He's bitter bitter shit.
3: No, I, I mean I can't even I can't even deny how fucking entertaining this movie is. It just it yeah. works. It works and that last 30 minutes is the the chicken breast. I still don't know what you said. It's the
0: breast.
1: Chicken breast on a toasted pretzel bone. <laughs>
2: it's also a credit to all of the performances too though because you mm-hmm. like it's a combination of these a plus cgi artists doing their absolute best work and showing us their absolute best artistry but it's also this a-list cast acting against a tennis ball this movie would not be what it is without all of those pieces coming together
3: well i know that at least in Skull Island, Toby Kebble who's in the movie, also did some work as Kong. I don't know if that was oh. the case with this movie.
1: I don't know. Let's find out.
3: But he did. He was re- spectacular. He was also um, Koba in Planet of the Apes. Oh,
0: The bad one? The bad ape?
3: Yeah, he, he was the bad guy. Um, so I know he did mocap for that movie opposite Andy Serkis. And then I know he did work in Skull Island as Kong.
1: We need to start giving our mocap actors
3: their their
0: roses, I dude. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Adam did all these movies, Rashani, and you literally love them all. He only did this one. No, no, no. Sorry, I was looking at his IMDb. VHS, uh-huh. Your Next, The Guest, and Blair
2: Witch.
3: Yeah, he's he's he is so dope.
2: I hope this just catapults him. I hope. I mean, he's obviously done amazing work so far, but I hope from here on and out. And he's so young. Yeah.
3: He's, he just uh, signed on to direct, which I think is a dream of his, so I'm so happy for him, that he's gonna do a Thundercats movie.
2: Oh, hell yeah!
3: So I'm like, if it if it makes you happy, do, do it, because you, you did the damn thing with this movie. You did that. You was in the bag. Yep.
2: Thunder, 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 thunder. We need more of that in this mm-hmm. industry, too, is just people doing projects that they're excited about people doing projects that they're passionate about. And you can see it bleed through in the movies that they do.
3: You can just watch this movie and tell that he has reverence for these two characters.
1: Also props to, uh, didn't mention him at all. Alexander Skarsgård again, just knows exactly what cog in this wheel. He's supposed to be fits it perfectly. The haircuts in between scenes were a little confusing at first.
2: That was my gripe. (laughs) He's got like... He got on the plane with perfectly quaffed, gelled hair and got off and it was... No, it was the other way around. He got on and his hair was like normal and kind of like... Long
0: and shaggy. Yeah,
2: and then he got off. No, that
1: was at the university. His hair was long and shaggy.
2: I'm talking about like literally he... Yeah. It was one scene... He entered, his hair was down and not styled and just short and, like, trimmed up and nice. And then he got off and he was, like, what's his name? Johnny Bravo. Like, his hair was all slicked with gel and, like, strutting. And then in the next scene, it was down again. It was like, ugh.
3: You don't know his regimen?
2: You
0: don't know? I had assumed that he went from the university to Kongland and cut his hair, like, being like, oh, shit, I got to get back on my...
1: All of those things are totally plausible, like human nature. Like, I'm going to get my hair cut before I go on this mission with the government. All right, we're boarding the plane. Okay, we're about to land. I better do my hair. All of that is totally plausible, but in a movie setting, when you're just seeing it one after the other, it's
3: like, wait,
2: wait. Continuity.
3: Wait, you're hot. Now you're really hot. What's
0: happening? (laughs) (laughs) I do have one last small grievance. What's up? I fully expected to go into this movie... Really seeing Kong double cheeked up.
1: (laughs) He had tiny butt cheeks, dude. Tiny,
0: tiny Tiny
1: butt cheeks. cheeks. You know who had the cakes?
0: Godzilla had cakes for days. (laughs) Days. Like hips,
2: bro. Godzilla's a thick bitch.
3: Thunder thighs, dude. That makes him the true alpha.
2: (laughs) You heard it here first, folks.
1: (laughs) Godzilla got that wop. Oh no. Who knows? Uh-uh! Wait a minute.
0: Macaroni in a pot?
1: That's Mothra, dude.
0: <laughs>
3: Mothra's got the lot.
1: <laughs> Who wants to play a game? I want to play a game. All, All right. right, everyone.
3: Gird your loins. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. Come
0: on, I'm Forward, play with me. Really
1: There was no other option. I had to bring back an old classic, one of the first games we've ever played. We're going to play some verses. Ooh.
0: Of course. I have can't, to.
1: I, you can't. This is the only option, right? Right. Godzilla versus Kong. They've been battling for centuries. They're these two titans. Lizard versus monkey. Monkey versus lizard.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: no. I'm going to give you three fights. I have who I think, in my opinion, would win these. But I, I am not sold on any of them. I am open to be swayed. So I'd like to hear everyone's thoughts. If I'm swayed, I'll change my final answer, but I will give my final answer. And if you agree
3: with me, you get a point. If not, sorry, it's my episode. Oh, so this is this is Josh logic for this game, not.
1: Yeah, yes. but again, I for all three of these, I am not locked in at all. I am totally open to be swayed. I'm not as convinced as I am with Kong versus Godzilla. So our first monkey versus lizard mashup, we're going to stay with Nintendo. Who would win Donkey Kong versus everyone's favorite dinosaur, Yoshi?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Yoshi's going down. <laughs> yeah, I feel I like Donkey Yoshi Kong so has punches. Me too.
3: And barrels.
0: And barrels. I mean,
3: don't forget, hey... Super
1: Smash Brothers exists. There's Yoshi's got eggs. He can just poop out eggs and throw them too. Just for what it's worth,
3: and he's got that he's got that tongue. I, I I think as adorable as he is, I think Yoshi's going down.
2: Yeah,
0: he's gonna go down. So sweet.
2: Donkey Kong literally does two of those fist ground smashes on Yoshi's yeah. head. Oh. Boom, boom, and Yoshi's done for.
1: Okay, seems very one sided. Would it change if I said Diddy Kong versus Yoshi? No. His <laughs> monkey, monkey is taking round one. We think.
2: <laughs> I'm just like trying. Did he? It would be more scrappy. Diddy Kong versus Yoshi, and be way more like fists flying and.
3: Yeah, Diddy Kong going. uses his nails for sure. Yeah, he's still a monkey at the end of the day.
1: And... <laughs> yeah, he's a monkey, not an ape. That's a,
3: a gorilla, whatever.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. One point all around. Nintendo round goes to the monkey. round two we call this the children's round two beloved child figures monkey versus lizard who would win barney the friendly dinosaur versus curious george to the death
3: let's hear it Mm. are we talking about barney or the escaped convict living inside of barney
0: (laughs) (laughs) right that was my note that was my next question.
3: We're gonna say Barney.
1: For real, Barney comes to life. He has the motor skills of what you would think a dinosaur, being his size,
2: okay. would have. So Barney is a dinosaur from your imagination. So like whatever you could imagine, Barney can do.
1: That Ooh. I didn't take that in consideration.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like Curious George doesn't have. Like all five fingers, like a normal monkey. I think he kind of just has.
3: <laughs> Wait,
1: what? Like
0: a, a mitten hand, right? Am I? It's been a I minute. I feel like
3: you're not. You're not making that
0: up. I'm not. I don't think he has like normal, monkey.
1: I know Curious George is the oh. conduit for a a big Mandela effect that he doesn't have a yeah, tail.
0: That was gonna be my next thing. He can't swing from trees like a normal monkey because he doesn't have a tail. No. He
3: has them all. He's got, he's got fingers. Got he, got got fingers. he has thumbs, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. But he's tricky, you guys. Curious George is curious. It's in his name. He's, like, getting into mischief all the time. But I feel like Barney's hella smart.
3: And he a little fucking thief? Did I make that up?
2: <laughs> no, he steals things. Yeah. He steals
3: what's-his-name's hat all the time. <laughs>
2: is his name is literally the man from the man with the yellow hat. Well,
3: Steve. is it Matthew Broderick? Yeah. Did I make that up? Who's on I the think movie? so. Wasn't there a movie? All right, yeah. Um,
1: there's a TV show. I thought there was a I live don't action.
2: Think there's a live action. No, there's no. not a live action. I thought there
0: was. I think there no? was because uh, what's his name? The, that singer that doesn't ever wear no shoes, but the first picture that came up when it. i
1: googled is um going to cause me fucking nightmares so thank you for that <laughs>
0: sorry i just saw <laughs> it. <laughs> that jack johnson Ew! <laughs> the
1: fuck is that all right i need answers for the children's round
0: sick oh i'm going with barney i feel like he's extra heavy he has really heavy feet that he could just stomp George out. Sorry Damn. George.
3: As as much knowledge as I think Barney brings, I think he's kind of a, an idiot. So I think Damn. George is going to get the best of him. Lacey?
2: I yeah. like I have to agree. I think George has got this. I mean, Barney is big and strong, yes, but George is swift and quick and he can get his hands on anything and Agree. Take care of business.
3: Bigger they are, the harder they fall.
1: I am going to say round 2 goes to the monkeys again. I think Curious George takes this one. It's that speed he and he Curious George plays dirty and you can't convince me otherwise.
2: Oh, absolutely. There
1: are no rules. I just said a fight to the death. Curious George is going for the jugular and Barney's got a lot of it.
0: <laughs> My god. <laughs>
1: All right. Final round, lizard versus monkey. Monkey versus lizard. We got the Disney round. Who would win in a fight to the death? Everyone's favorite sidekick, Abu, versus everyone's second favorite sidekick, Pascal the Chameleon from Tangled.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) Don't make them fight. Fight to the death. Abu Abu versus
1: Pascal. Abu.
3: What do we think?
0: Abu has hella street smarts.
3: Give them to the streets.
0: (laughs) Always.
2: But would Pascal just, like, camouflage and hide?
1: Pascal's a chameleon, you guys. And a quick one, too. Abu mm-hmm. is a thief from the hood. He
2: <laughs> he will, find, will yeah. find him. It's Abu, for sure.
1: I'm going to give you guys a chance here. Convince me how Abu would find a chameleon that he's literally never seen. There's no chameleons in Agrabah. Are they fighting in Agrabah? Does, that's what I'm saying, though. He's never met a chameleon before. How does Abu know what a chameleon is? How does he in his monkey brain
0: Well okay this lizard so just I'm disappears? Imagining because the rules of the verses is that they're on you know neutral turf. Neutral turf. So he's gonna have to pull up as a chameleon, see him, and then he he'll hide. So I feel like Abu would get sneaky, take you know, throw his little vest over things, and he's like, Ah, got him.
2: Pascal's not
1: standing still.
2: His only argument for this right now is Pascal's just going to hide until Abu wears himself out. (laughs) And Abu's
1: only argument is that he's from the streets. What are we talking about?
2: (laughs) No, you, Abu, uh, you saw the way Abu bit that bread. Abu is scrappy AF.
0: Chameleon. He. how scrappy. I don't think chameleons have teeth, So there's no biting.
1: We're not talking about chameleons. We're talking about Pascal. And Pascal
3: (laughs) does not have teeth. Does not have teeth. (laughs) He's as cute as can be. He's not taking down a boo. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I
1: went into this thinking, Pascal, none of your arguments were swaying me. And I was about to say Pascal until it was revealed that he also does not have teeth.
0: He's a little guy. He's He's so little.
1: I was going to say he was just going to go chameleon. And then bite Abu in the dick. Turns out he doesn't have teeth. It's
0: a soft munch.
1: And Abu might not have a dick. <laughs> something, something could be said about Pascal's tongue.
0: He gonna lick him to death? Have you seen a chameleon's tongue? Not up close. What is he
2: gonna do? Like lick him and bring him close and be like that with his little hands. <sighs> yeah, it's I think I
1: I think I think I have to switch my answer, and I think Disney Round goes to the monkey. That's yeah! three for three monkeys. Ooh! Rashawn and Lacey went three for three. Damn.
0: This whole episode
1: is four for four. Kong won in the end anyway, so we got four for four four monkeys. No, he did it.
0: (laughs) He won our hearts.
2: Aww. He
3: did win my heart, but he did not win the fight.
1: All right, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Wrapping things up, it seems like we've come to the conclusion that Godzilla versus Kong is a... Popcorn movie extraordinaire. It is a summer blockbuster. The CGI artists behind this movie are fantastic. Rebecca Hall crushes it. And Adam Wingard has got a very, very, very bright future. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see what he does next. We end each episode with a quick round of Six Degrees of Separation, connecting this week's episode to next week's episode. Who can find the fastest connection between... Alexander Skarsgård and Rosie O'Donnell. Got it. Alexander Skarsgård was Tarzan. Um, Rosie O'Donnell was also in a Tarzan.
0: What? (laughs) I knew he was gonna pull this bullshit. (laughs) Like, as soon as he said it, I fucking knew it.
1: Does that not count?
3: That does
2: not count. I got it. No way! Wow, that was fast.
3: Um, Alexander Skarsgård was in the Legend of Tarzan (laughs) with Margot Robbie. Yeah, who was in Suicide Squad with Viola Davis? Who's in Fences with Denzel Washington? who is in Fallen with John Goodman, who is in the Flintstones, Flintstones with Rosie O'Donnell.
0: Yeah! Yeah! That was
1: quick, too, man. For that many connections? That was impressive. Fallen, baby. All right. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephile's Attack. As always, we'd love it if you took a moment, liked, followed us, and rated us on Apple Podcasts. Helps us out a lot. You can find... This and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok, at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh.
2: Mella. Lacey.
1: And Rashawn. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Monkey Supremacy, we out.
0: <laughs> Bye.